Before we get on with this week's episode, I have a favor to ask you, dear listeners. Since you know a lot about us at this point, because, I mean, hey, it's been 160 episodes, we want to know a little bit more about you and what you think of the show. So we created this cute little survey, so you can find it at surveymonkey.com slash r slash the cooler. Again, surveymonkey.com slash r slash the cooler. Do us a solid and fill it out, will you? We would really appreciate it. Now, on with the show. Hey y'all, it's Emmanuel. And Carly. And you're in for a very special episode of The Cooler this week. We are busting out of the studio because we RSVP'd hell yes to an invite from SHN and the Hamilton Education Program, Edgeham if you're nasty, to watch teens from all over the Bay Area perform original songs they created based on their classroom studies and Hamilton the musical. And that invite also included a free performance of the actual show Hamilton. Yes, dreams come true. Over the past few years, we have all heard a lot about Hamilton from think piece writers and established critics. But what does Gen Z think? And how's Hamilton changed the way they interact with art and history? Let's go find out. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of... The Cooler. And if you couldn't tell, we're in the streets of San Francisco for a very important assignment. Jamidra, what are we here to do? We are here at the SHN Theater, the Orpheum, to be exact, to see Hamilton! I'm excited, you're excited, Emmanuel's excited. I mean, the excitement levels are differing because Jamidra has seen Hamilton before and regular listeners of the show will know that she is effing obsessed with this musical. They have no idea what they're in for. I don't know about Carly, but I hope it lives up to the hype because it's been years and years of Jamidra squawking in her ear about how amazing this is gonna be. It's gonna change our lives. Will it? We're gonna find out. I don't wanna use the term apprehensive, but guys, I'm anxious because what if this doesn't live up and we have to all go our separate ways? Hype will be lived or we just can't be friends anymore. Podcast (laughs) over. This may be the last episode of The Cooler you ever hear. So the stakes are high. Let's do it, guys. You ready? I am so ready. Let's go. Just to set the scene, we are here with 2,100 students and teachers from 33 high schools around the Bay Area. They're going to be performing works inspired by Hamilton. How do you guys feel? I feel nervous, quite frankly, to be surrounded by over 2,000 young people. I feel old AF. Teens are intimidating. My teenage self is coming back, and I'm like, do you guys like me? So I, as someone who has been inspired by Hamilton, obviously, I'm excited to see what these kids come up with. They're going to get on stage and perform because they've been inspired by what they heard on the soundtrack or what they've seen in the theater, so I'm excited. Anyone who listens to the show knows I'm a big fan of history. I know I'm a Hamilton fanatic. I just haven't seen it yet. Like, I haven't been converted yet, but I know it's about to happen. I'm going to be anointed. It's going to be that like scene from the church where someone puts their palm on your forehead and then you fall back. That is me today. Hallelujah. Something else that's great about this program that they're doing is not only do these kids get to produce creative works that are inspired by Hamilton and use that artistic muscle, because arts are important, America. They also get to see Hamilton without having to pay hundreds of dollars. Like some of these kids might not have the funds to do that. I barely have the funds to do that. So it's great that it is opening this show up to the people who will receive it and have it affect them for the rest of their lives. This might 
change their career path or just make them want to support the arts moving forward. Amen. The arts are not just for the rich. They are not a luxury. They are a necessity for a good life. I mean, I agree. The Edgeham program is really amazing because, like you said, a lot of people don't have access and exposure to the arts and exposure to culture and exposure to all kinds of things at a young age is really important. So the fact that these high school students are doing it now when I didn't get to go to a play until God knows when, ooh, I'm jealous. All right, well, let's go in there and see what these kids have cooked up for us today. We're here with Valerie, Zoe, and Josiah, a group of students from Conservatory of Vocal Instrumental Arts College. So Josiah, tell us what song you guys did. The song we did is called Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. It's an awesome song. Like It's one of my favorite songs, even though it's at the end. It's a really beautiful song. It talks about, you know, when you're gone, who tells your legacy, who carries on your story. As a Hamilton superfan, I know that song, and I know it's really mellow, and I know it's kind of like an outro. It ends the play. But you guys took it to the next level with vocal harmony and also a drum. My actions are my own, and they speak just as loud as my words. My pen is my sword, and my tongue is my spear. I will not allow society to guide my will. We know who we are. We on the stage it just felt so empowering because not only am I telling the story of characters within the play and everything I'm telling my own story I'm leaving my own mark on this stage and it was just amazing to be able to have that opportunity. Before you got into Hamilton were you interested in this period of history? Oh most definitely this was something that I was taught in school and I remember hearing Hamilton's name but I know this in the books he gets a bad rep. So after seeing Hamilton how did that change your perspective about Alexander Hamilton? To hear about his background coming from the islands, like I didn't even know that. I thought he was just some white dude in, in the White House. I think we all did. <laughs> what about you? Um, most definitely. I'm an arguer. I love to debate everything. So in history class, whenever like topics such as this that were brought up that aren't mentioned in our history books came across, I'd always take, you know, the minority side, you know, the person who was, you know, not exactly favored. And just understanding from my point of view that he's not really discussed like he's about paragraph if that in a history in a textbook and I just really like this opportunity to learn more about him you know discover who is our founding fathers you know well when I learned this in history I wasn't really that interested but after when I listened to Hamilton well at first I didn't really listen to Hamilton because I don't know why I just didn't like trust it but after a while, I listened to it, and I loved the play, and it went into depth about his story, about, like, he wrote 51 papers for the Federalist Papers. Like, that's incredible in the span of six months. So the play itself, it makes the story more angelic and live. So with people who don't like history, they may like the music more, and they may learn something that they don't even know. Do you, sir? 
So we're joined by two students from East Bay Arts High School, Mackenzie and Dadrian. Tell us about what you guys created. So we created a song called Whiskey Rebellion because like it's such a popular song among like our friends. So we were like, well, we we, we just gotta. <laughs> so yeah, we were just joking around. We just wrote lyrics in like it took like a week. It like took a week. week to write the lyrics. It took like half of a month to figure to out what, we what we're gonna do. <laughs> so when they told us we were gonna be on the stage, we freaked out. Like we almost cried, honestly. So like. I'm speechless. I can't. <laughs> so has Hamilton changed the way you guys look at history in general and the way you approach that subject? I'm not going to lie. I was not a big history person. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, dead people, nice. But like seeing that you could take something that like most people wouldn't think is relevant and just transform it into something that you can't get out of someone's head, like how? Like what? Like that's so amazing. And like I'm just saying, if my textbook was just written like this, I would probably pass all of my tests. <laughs> Straight A's. Learn every Straight song A's. In, <laughs> learn every song in hip-hop. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Whiskey Rebellion. Whiskey Rebellion. Washington's upset because he knows that the North is jealous. Whiskey Rebellion. Whiskey Rebellion. He's out here trying to act like he's no longer a civilian. <laughs> Seriously, Whiskey Rebellion 2020, let's elect it president. <laughs> Thanks for your time. All right, you guys, that was next level. I, I thought they would do well, but they surpassed all of my expectations. To give you a taste of what went on on this stage, there was remixing of Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. There was interpretive dance. Nicki Minaj made an appearance. This is hell of a war. I mean, we went and lost the battle. It was pretty hardcore. I mean, America had a winning score. Let's battle your tussle like they happened before. Okay. What were highlights for you guys? Slim Shady opened up the show, but in the form of James Madison. I mean, when does that ever happen? But it wasn't just like rap. We had pop. We had folk. We had monologue. We had interpretive dance. There were violins and drums. I mean, a lot was happening here, and it was all fabulous. This is when I feel old and happy because, guys, the kids are all right. They are creative. They were having fun. Some of them were incredibly poised and polished, I think because there are performing arts schools amongst this cohort. And also there were some of them that were just getting up there and having the time of their lives. They were nervous. They were giggly. But they were loving it. All right. We're now seated with, like we said earlier, 2,100 Students and teachers were about to witness Hamilton. The set looks amazing. How are you feeling, Carly? You know my feelings on musicals. They're not for me, but even I am psyched to see this. I'm excited to find out if this can convert you to musicals. Listen, you know, for me, the only musical I will accept is the Disney version of Robin Hood from the 60s. So is it going to be better than that? We'll find out. Jamita, any thoughts before we go into your third viewing of Hamilton? Listen. Of course it's going to be better than that whack-ass version of Robin Hood from the 1960s. This is going to blow it out of the water. I'm just ready for... No photos. Copyrighted information. Um, apparently we are breaking Got some it. rules, so we're going to wrap it up. No Carry on, Jamitra. I'm just ready for you guys to be blown away. Let's start the show. All right. We're currently being yelled at, so we're going to stop recording. We'll see you on the other side. 
How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman, locked in the middle of a forgotten spot in the middle of a forgotten spot in the middle of a Ooh, we just saw Hamilton. The lights have literally just come up, and there's what seems like tens of thousands of school kids making their way out of this building right now. A mass exodus. It's biblical. And I'm still glowing. I'm not leaving. You're going to have to kick me out. Maybe they can peel me out of here, but I'm not leaving. So Carly, hot take. What did you think? I was just going to say, it kind of won me over, and I was not expecting that. It took a while. There were several points during the start of it that I felt very ungrateful for sitting watching Hamilton, which will be the hot ticket, I believe, still for years to come. And then, gradually, I kind of got swept up in it. Look, I'm never going to like people standing on a stage singing to each other. But the tracks are great. Like you, I felt ungrateful at times. We were whispering about this. And then this song came on that was like, look around, so lucky to be alive right now. And I was like, word, yes, we are lucky. That was your road to Damascus moment? It sure was. Jamidra, third time, is it the charm? All of them are the charm, tell us. All right, third time around, amazing. I was dancing the whole time. Emmanuel saw me singing the whole time because that's what I do. (laughs) I still got the glow, so. I will never not like this show. I don't care. Cats could get on the stage and perform this show, and I would be into it. I think that's just the musical Cats, right? <laughs> it's funny because this, this musical is like justly famous, I would say, for making this period of American history that not a lot of young people today were interested in accessible and even interesting. That is true, and especially for a lot of the first part of the show, there is a lot to digest in terms of information. You know, you'll often get characters coming out and saying, here's the battle of something. But also, I'm really struck by a lot of it is interpersonal stuff and emotional stuff, affairs, scandals, duels, payoffs. I wasn't expecting that. And obviously, yeah, that makes it interesting to watch. I mean, don't want to rag on all the treasury stuff. I'm sure that's interesting to a... (laughs) to a minority of fiscally-minded people, but yeah, I'm here for the juice. Yeah, Federalist Papers is interesting, but so is the mess. And, correction to what you said, Jamidra, you were dancing the whole time, except for when you were screaming out the word hussy. Yes, yes. Angelica Schuyler is a hussy. I'm just going to go on record and say that, and so is that Reynolds chick. But you know what, see the show, see the show. Her name is Mariah. Put some respect. Actually, don't. So there's this article that's been making the rounds in recent weeks. It is called Get Yourself a Nemesis on The Atlantic. People are discussing whether it's actually productive to have a nemesis because it makes you work harder. What we just saw in the play is Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton were nemeses. For their whole lives, it ended in death, but did it make them strive harder? What say you? I mean, having watched, what, three hours of that? I'm gonna say I'm fully on the nemesis train. I want one, I'm already starting to resent that I don't have one, although, am I someone else's nemesis? Is the question that's currently in my mind. God, I hope so. I just wanna single someone out, really start competing with them, and maybe start living my best life. And then you'll have a musical about you someday. Hmm, Aaron was his nemesis, but like, I was in Hamilton wasn't thinking about him. That's the thing about nemeses, is if it's one-sided, that's just called a grudge. I don't know. I would rather be inspired by my friends and colleagues, but that's kind of an idealistic way of looking at things. But hey, 
our friends at Call Your Girlfriend, Aminatu and Anne, subscribe to the Shine Theory thing. If you shine, I shine. I prefer that, but apparently Nemesis is the name of the game in 1700s and 2019, maybe. You know who didn't subscribe to the Shine Theory? Who? Aaron Burr. Oh, at all. So recently, the library sent me a very threatening email because I've had Michelle Obama's book since November. They are trying to charge me $36 to replace it. I eventually finished it and returned it. That was two days ago. One of her last pages in the book is not about Obama or Malia or Sasha or Belle, the dog, or herself. It is about Hamilton. And at the time, I was like, uh, I get that you like this musical, but maybe chill a little bit. But now having seen it, her whole book is about what this whole musical is about. It's about who gets to tell your story, the power of that. Mm -hmm. And she's telling her own story and reframing it. It's not about the struggles. It's about the literal garden she put in the White House. And there's a line in this that says, you might sow the seeds, you might not be able to watch it grow, but that's your legacy. So, deep. Honestly, if it's good enough for Michelle Obama, it's good enough for me. This is what this show is all about. And also, it doesn't matter that I, sitting here, I'm like, oh, I don't like musicals, but I kind of like this. No one really cares what I think. Hamilton is not made for me, right? It's for people who love musicals, and it's also for people who have never seen themselves represented like this and seen themselves through this lens of history this way. And so, genuinely, with greatest of respect to me, who cares what I think? Wow. To your point... So many teens of color were in there on the edge of their seats, and that is very powerful. So for the record, I hate musicals. We know this. Hamilton was the first musical that I saw that I was like, yas, queen, to quote Emmanuel. And I will never stop yas, queening. If we, I could go watch it again. I'll watch it another time. At this point, I could be a part of the ensemble. I know the, I know the songs. I know the, the choreography. Call me. Call me. All right. So Jameter's leaving the show to be in the next tour of Hamilton. And Carly will be in the audience, getting her life because she actually likes this musical. Shocker, and so do I. So that is our hot take. I guess that means it's a peak, right? I would say it's a hot, spicy peak, and we should take it where we can find it. So little joy in this world these days. Grab it. So as we always do, we're gonna write out with a song. The only song that feels appropriate is the song from earlier in the episode from the two students from East Bay Arts High School, Mackenzie and Dadrian. It is Whiskey Rebellion. It's a bop. And I think you'll think so as well. I, George Washington, President of the United States, I'm gonna put these whiskey rebels back in their place. First off, I'm the president. You're just a resident living in the country that I run. It's just arrogant sending taxes. We hope you liked our Hamilton field trip. Major thanks to SHN for inviting us, Eduham for putting on such an inspiring event, and all the teens who participated. The Cooler is going on a brief spring break, but we'll be back with all new episodes on May 2nd. Until then, be sure to let us know what you think of our show by taking our cute little survey at surveymonkey.com slash r slash the cooler. We'll love you forever and maybe even send you some snail mail. Again, that's surveymonkey.com slash r slash the cooler. And one more thing. We have a clarification from last week's episode. You might remember me calling Elon Musk a herpes sore. That is not what I'm clarifying. What I am correcting is that he stepped down as the chairman of Tesla, not the CEO of Tesla. We care about facts here. So I have to just correct that because ain't nobody got time to be sued by eccentric billionaires. Bye.